Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yes, sir. And this is Jordan. Yes, and it's been a while, but we back. You know how we kick this off here. We're going to start off with something positive. Our something positive, well, my something positive for this week is we just ended another NFL regular season. Um, Falcons aren't in the playoffs, but we know how that goes. So, for me, we get some well-needed rest for the month of January, kick back and actually watch some um, other teams. See, the playoffs should be pretty interesting this year, so, yeah. Especially in the AFC side. It's going to be a up and it's, – it's really a coin toss who can win the AFC side. That's y'all something positive here. Um, well – Happy New Year's, everyone, and to all the viewers we have. Um, my positive for the week is the fact that we are here for a new year. Um, we all got more opportunities to be better this year and so forth. And Lamar Jackson should be playing this weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals. I hope first time in five weeks. I hope so. Um, my something positive, I made it to another year. Shout out to that. That's always good news. Yes, sir. My boy Jalen is showing the league that he is great. And Gardner Minshew helped prove it. Um, he stunk it up those two weeks, proving that it's not just the talent there. That Jalen definitely has taken a step forward this year. Um, unfortunately, the NFL, like most leagues, is a perfect attendance award when it comes to MVP. So we probably won't get that. But it's all good. Um, and shout out to everybody that's getting what they deserve instead of um, the best. Instead of the best person getting it, the most deserving person got it. That's always worth a shout out. The coach let Manshu down too by not giving the ball to Miles Sanders. I know my fantasy team hurt for that. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> Anyway, um, we're going to kick this weekly recap off with uh, some good news. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Yesterday, he was released from the hospital in Cincinnati. So, um, that's awesome. Especially uh, <laughs> with what everybody pretty much witnessed on um, national TV. I mean, I mean, from what they were re- saying, it's, it's not something that's common but it's happened before but not at, at the time nobody thought that really after nine minutes of CPR that's not something you're supposed to come back from that's a long time without oxygen to the brain but um yeah he's he he was uh released from the hospital yesterday he's from neurologically intact so basically his 
his brain and everything is working the way it's supposed to. So from from here, um, hopefully he continues to keep getting better. And one day he might he probably he he may be back on the field. But that's um that's saying that all things go right. So as of right now, he's still doing great though. Shout out to Demar Ham. Love for three. Yeah, sorry. Um, yes, love to Demar Hamlin. It was uncomfortable seeing a situation like that happen. Um, really, at that point, you just want what's best for him, and you just want him to be healthy and okay. And I'm glad to see that he's been discharged from the um, hospital in Cincinnati and has been moved to another hospital in Buffalo. And he's, you know, he got all of his functions and everything. It's not the first time we've seen uh, gruesome things on the field, but it's the first time we did see someone go into cardiac arrest. Um, the, we done had a couple of very scary situations this year with Hamlin and Tua, and a few years back um, with Alex Smith, and um, even though he broke his, only just broke his leg, but that was, that was extremely difficult. He almost had his leg amputated and all. And we also watched, um, I forget his name, from the Steelers. Um, Brian Shazier. Brian Shazier br- literally break his neck in front of us on Monday Night Football. And from that very moment, was paralyzed and still on his journey back to recovery. So it, the togetherness I've seen for this Hamlin situation is something, you know, I kind of respect from most sports brought us together but from the world I kind of respect and love the, the love that everybody surrounded themselves with and prayers for Hamlin but I just want to just let people know that same love we did for him is the same love we should keep for everybody through all situations okay. shout out to the Falcons Nets they had a um, pray for Hamlin um, banner that stressed across their whole section at the game Sunday um, shout out to Demar Hamlin. Um, this it was just kind of interesting to see the um, reactions to it. I feel like this is basically showing everybody that um, when we put aside all the petty BS, we realize that life is short. And we have to um, live every moment like it's our last. Um, I I was really just thinking about some of the um, times I had in high school. I remember we um, couldn't finish two games. One, my first game in high school against Al Kobe. Um, Rico was running the ball and the linebacker for Al Kobe ducked his head and they hit head on against each other bro messed up his neck and we never really just got we never really got to finish the game I just remember just sitting there we're all thinking like what happened um will he be all right and I kind of I know that's how they were feeling to a deeper extent because you're sitting there watching somebody get CPR um right in front of you so um hope everyone in that situation is okay um, and that DeMar can have a speedy recovery um, and we can have hopefully he can get back on the football field um, 
but if not, then that's okay too. The Bills paid him all his contract. Usually, when you go on IR, they only pay you half. The NFLPA and the uh, NFL worked out a way so he could still get all of his money. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. Should I say NFLPA? <clears throat> At, in in this moment, yes. <laughs> For that. <laughs> um, the, the, the beginning of the NFL playoff. So we'll recap this season. Um, I'm pretty sure on behalf of all non-Georgia fans everywhere, Ohio State let us down in the um, college football play in the in the semifinals. Um, but it is what it is. Georgia went back to back. Apparently, they played a football game yesterday. I I, I I was unaware. I didn't know they had a game yesterday. And looking back at the score, apparently TCU did too. So, um, yeah. Uh, Georgia went back to back. They made a big deal about it. Is um, Georgia the new Alabama? I'm like, but they they've only won two championships. That's that's true. I understand the media needs something to write about, and it's great to say that Georgia is the, the new the new team to beat. Yes, um, they have went back to back. But did you forget that they don't? Um, who's who's gonna be Georgia's quarterback next year? Didn't they, their quarterback just with um, graduate? Oh, I, I get that Alabama has made it uh, seem like it's just easier to transfer over, but that, that's not something. It's not that simple. You know what I'm saying? Let's wait till the season starts and things start to clear out more before we start crowning them the new dynasty. And I've last time I anyway, anyway, um, yeah, so. I'm looking forward to next season. It's gonna be interesting. Of course, uh, going into the year, they're ready to crown Georgia uh, the it team. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, I don't know. It's, it's, hopefully, the East will be more um, competitive this year, and uh, they don't just run away with it. And Tennessee just get hyped up and lose two games. But it is what it is. How do y'all feel about college football this year and going into next year? Um, I think the script played out perfectly for the committee and how they wanted it to be. Uh, in the past, that they tried to say that TCU showed that they deserved to be in the uh, playoffs based off of um, their performance against Michigan. I beg to differ. Michigan showed you why Jim Harbaugh has the type of uh, negative kind of kind of um, negative comments and connotations by his name because he just seems to always choke in the biggest game. His players always tend to choke in the biggest game. If you watch that TCU game, it was all about Michigan bonehead mistake after mistake after mistake, which had them fighting to get back in the game. TCU couldn't still, even with Michigan playing, playing into their hands, still had to fight to keep Michigan away. Like They still wasn't good enough to beat Michigan. Michigan just kept giving it to them. And then with the Ohio State Georgia game, I I'm not gonna go into my conspiracies with it. I'm gonna just that kick looks suspicious, and that's all I'm gonna say. Um, but Georgia won the game, and then they had a flag football game yesterday against the uh, Weenie Hut Juniors, and they 
they got an easy a easy way to a, a, a chip i should say i mean i won't go with this dynasty stuff like i keep telling folks they haven't won in 50, oh, 45 50 years you win two championships in a row that doesn't make you a dynasty if clemson got more of, of a stain to a dynasty than georgia has right now um so are they the, the new new team on the block yeah but I do think the East would be better next year. Florida would be better. Tennessee would be better. South Carolina would be better. Um, so I don't think they're going to run away with anything. I don't think they're going to repeat. I think we're probably going to have Alabama back on top. Um, the college football world. <laughs> we probably have uh, Alabama back on top. I believe Clemson will be better with Florida State. Oregon will be better. No, I don't believe in no USC. Um, and so I, I I think those are my top five I would go with right now. Um, so yeah, if I guess congratulations to Georgia. I mean, you played a cupcake that didn't belong there in the first place. I feel like if Alabama was in there, it would be a different result we're talking about. And this is coming from a Gator fan. I'm just calling it how I've seen it. Um. Well, first and foremost, I'm still upset that we lost to Tennessee. I don't think I'll ever get over that. Um, mostly because of the BS pass interference that they called after Bro got attacked. Um, I think that was Eli Ricks. They no, that was um Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Oh, uh, the pick, but it was uh thirteen Malachi Moore who oh. who tipped the pass. Uh but yeah um, when Kool-Aid got tackled that's when they threw the flag so I, I really don't understand um, one why how we allowed a person to score 500 uh, get 500 yards and score five touchdowns like that's still I don't think that that's ever that's, that's all um, but um, the LSU game I was asleep in the second half. If you have listened to this podcast long enough, you know I don't respect LSU enough to watch the game when we play them. So I don't. <laughs> I always take a nap. It started the year TJ Yeldon caught the um, the screen pass from AJ in Baton Rouge, um, and I've kept it going ever since. But um, I can't even tell you how we lost that game. Uh, our defense is mid. Um, this year shows that our defense, well, it it blatantly exposed that our defense is not what our defense is known for being. And it wasn't even like uh, say, well, it, it was more so in the Tennessee game, but LSU had kept the game close because we were undisciplined. Like, it was plays where they'd be running wide open or we'll get a penalty on something stupid, which was really the calling card of the whole season. Because as you see, we lost, the two games we lost, we lost by a combined four points. So you take some of those penalties away, we played, we would have been playing last night, but that's neither here nor there. Um, my thing going into next year, which I'm talking about later on in the DI segment, is being disciplined plays much more into how good your team is rather than if you got the best player, but, yeah, yeah, but 
even with that said, I still feel like we should have been in the playoffs. You can't. I've I've had this conversation since TCU lost their game to Kansas State, and I've yet to have one person tell me that TCU was better than um, Alabama. And if you're telling me that you want a playoffs where you don't want the best teams, want to give out. Um, participation trophies, then I don't want to be a part of that sport. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to watch teams who aren't the best play in a playoff. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get it if you have a 162-game season and only two teams make it. That's different because everybody plays each other and you don't have a committee selecting the teams. There's no... Like, what's the point of having humans select the team we might as well just go back to computers if that's what we're going to do it doesn't make sense like it nobody can justify to me that tcu struggled down the stretch of the season lost their last game and didn't move in the poll in the final poll that makes no sense to me. at all going all the way back to the baylor the baylor win right that is crazy but i mean and to everybody who's saying, oh, um, Georgia was just the, the team of destiny. That wasn't proof that they didn't deserve to get in. No, that is proof they didn't deserve to get in. And don't act like just because they beat Michigan, that's not proof. Because Michigan does that every so Michigan's team is set up to play one game, Ohio State. Literally. Then their season is made. That's crazy. Michigan is the Auburn of the um, Big 12 or Big 10. The Auburn of the Big 10. They don't care about winning the championship. They care about beating their rivals. And that's they're really, high. They're really not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> as long as they're oh, Ohio State, they straight. Right. They got a blip. They, they sold. And nobody cared because why? They beat Ohio State. Now, if they would have lost Ohio State, made a way in the playoffs, like Ohio State did and would have lost to Georgia, then it would have been a problem because they lost to Ohio State. Exactly. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. I, as much as I, I don't care, like, as much as the year that we lost to Auburn and still won the national championship, as much as that feels weird to me, I'm still happier that we won the national championship. I feel like Michigan fans, they wouldn't even celebrate the national championship. They focus more on the fact that they lost to Ohio State. Yeah. I think one year Florida won a champion. One of those years when Florida won the championship, they we lost to Florida State. I'm sorry. And uh, with that being said, uh, let me pull up the wild card. The, um, the NFL wild card weekend kicks off this weekend. ESPN ever loads, I can tell you what's game for or this weekend. Let's go, ESPN. ESPN. I know the Seahawks and the um, 49ers. Oh, first game. before we get to the Seahawks and the 49ers, I wanted Aaron Rodgers to get in the playoffs. Even if he lost to the Lions. Bro, what? Shout out to Dan Campbell, though. And um, Jameson Williams scored a touchdown yesterday. He did. And shout out to Alabama basketball. They're number four in the nation. How we beat the number one team at home. At home. 
Jay was at home and it wasn't. Now we won by like that. But still, that's not the point. We beat two number one teams this year already. It's all good. Once we run the table in the SEC, man, ain't nobody going to handle anything. We're going to be a number one seed going into the, the tournament. It's not even what we're talking about right now. We're supposed to be talking about how the 49ers and the Seahawks play Saturday. <laughs> they, they must have a late game. They're on the West Coast. They got a late, late game. Let me see my phone because my phone being stupid. They have the early game. How? Saturday. You said, we don't care. We're just going to let folks play. Whatever. <laughs> They're going to be playing at 12 o'clock local time. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. Um, so Saturday we got the 49ers at home against the Seahawks and the Jags and the Chargers have the late game. These folks just said whatever time is cool, you know. Why who would want to watch that game in prime time anyway? But anyway, um, I'm going with the 49ers at home. My man Christian McCaffrey is pissed off because they didn't give him a Pro Bowl night, which is some BS. But whatever. Um, and um, I'm going to pick the Jags right now because they're at home. But it's also going to determine whether or not Mike Williams plays. X-rays did come back negative, but um, they said he needed help getting out of the locker room. So... I mean, is he the person that got hurt last week in a meaningless game? Huh. I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. I'm just asking. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm about- I don't think the Chargers are that good. They almost lost to my Falcons. The only reason they lost to the Falcons is because Zoo gave them the ball. Just land down. Boy. <laughs> Ah, I forgot about that game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, Drake London fumbled that game, too. The Falcons should be in the playoffs. They were, can we fire, can we fire, uh, Arthur? His record in close games is the reason why we aren't in the playoffs this year. Literally. Uh, we haven't, we literally every single game. game. That, regardless of that, I'm talking about on-field performance. We were literally in every single game. And the games we lost, we lost in spectacular fashion. How many times? That is that is, that is my go-to phrase for the Falcons. We're going to lose. We're going to lose in spectacular fashion. Well, we won against... Uh, uh, problem. We blew out a, a team of second stringer Sunday. How, how did we get here? We're talking about the wild card. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the 49ers um, in the first game. Uh, Geno Smith had a hell of a season. Kendall Walker done solidified himself as RB1 for the Seahawks. They have a, a Pro Bowl, all-pro rookie cornerback. His name escapes me right now. But they got they got some talent in Seattle. I don't know if Geno going to be the quarterback for the future, but uh, they had a solid year. But it's going to end really quickly when they face this defense. This defense is for real. They probably... Now that Aaron Rodgers isn't in the playoffs, I'm going to go with the 49ers to make the Super Bowl. So, um, I think it's going to get real ugly for Geno 
and Brock Purdy go crazy. And with Jacksonville, I'm going to roll with Jacksonville over the Chargers. They're a young team. They're a confident team. They're a, a team that has momentum. And they actually believe they can win. And they got a coach who show he can win. And probably saying all the right things right now to them. And it's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville haven't had the last time Jacksonville was in the playoffs. They made the AFC championship for whatever that's worth. Maybe they can still rekindle some of that energy. But I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. Um, I'm gonna go with the 49ers against um, all the people who said that um, Kyle Shanahan can only win with Jimmy G. Uh, been in hibernation. I guess they're just hanging out with the same people that said that Jeff Saturday would be successful. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like they're the better team. The Seahawks um, were a victim of Aaron Rodgers. You know, yeah, I guess he thought it was the NFC Championship game or something, but it's wet the bed. So that's the only reason they're there. Um, and the Lions decided to get their doors blown in by a team that didn't even make the playoffs in the Panthers. So, um, yeah. I feel like this is going to be a boring game. I have no fantasy implications, so I'm probably not going to watch it. Um, second game, same thing. Going to pick the Chargers. Um, haven't really watched either one of these teams, but I would prefer the Chargers to win, so I'm going to pick them. Moving on to Sunday's games, we got um, Buffalo at home against Miami. I'm going Buffalo there. Buffalo to the Super Bowl. Let's go. Um, Minnesota at home against the Giants. Um, this is a pick game for me. but um, I'm going to go with the Giants. They've been on a streak. That's all. It's all about... Um, being playing well going into the playoffs, so I'm gonna go with the Giants in this game. And Cincinnati at Baltimore, I'm going with Baltimore. They lost twice against um, Cincinnati this season. I feel like this is a revenge game for them. But uh, you can never count out Joey Burrow. Shout out to him, Joey Burrow and Jamar Chase, best um, receiving duo and quarterback receiving duo in the league right now. Can we stop ignoring T. Higgins like he's not that dude either? Hey, man. I, I mean, Tyler Boyd just, you know, he's chilling. I'm yeah, saying, they got, they got three number ones. Jamar Chase, not that five. Hey, man. I said what I said. <laughs> uh, Wait. Jamar Chase, huh? T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Oh, I'm just making sure. I feel like all of them can be number ones on their own team. Yes. Hey man, anybody could be a number one in the receiver in the uh in the NFL nowadays. That's cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's cap. We only talk about like five, six of them. Bro. Um, anyway, pick the game for midweek. For me, I'm going all <laughs> upsets. If Tua plays, they the Dolphins are beating Buffalo. Um, I think Tyreek Hill who almost eclipsed 2,000 yards. We talked a lot about Justin Jefferson this year, but Tyreek Hill changed teams, got 10 touchdowns. Well, I think Jalen Waddle leads the team in touchdowns, but he has over 1,700 yards. He has proven himself to be probably the best receiver in the league right now. I think if Tua can 
keep his head on straight. No, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> if if he could do that, I think the, the the Miami Dolphins have the Bills number, and it's a cute story going on with the Bills and stuff. But honestly, I can sound heartless. I don't want to hear it for the next three four weeks. So I think the Dolphins is gonna pull over, pull the biggest upset of the weekend, and beat the Bills in a close one. Um, Minnesota and New York although New York rested their players last week and got beat I still think they're on a on a hot streak right now Daniel Jones is actually looking like a, a, a top pick Saquon Barkley Saquon Barkley Richie James and Jones are um, has been good additions for them um, so I think and then Minnesota is just too Justin Jefferson Reliant, um, they got too many weapons, but yet it's it's all Justin Jefferson or bust. Kirk Cousins in the playoffs don't add up. It is a toss up, but I'm gonna say that um, the Giants is gonna win. And the last game, my Ravens versus the Bengals. We have been suffering for the past five weeks without Lamar Jackson, and it's we clinch mostly due to Lamar Jackson because he ran off eight straight eight quick wins before he got hurt nine quick wins before he got hurt um we could have been we should have been undefeated before he got hurt but it is what it is uh we lost to the Bengals twice in my in my mind I'm picking the Bengals because the Bengals at this point is just better than us and our defense has yet to show me that they can stop somebody when we really need them to and if Lamar comes back, my, my heart will say we will win because we got a healthy Lamar. We got a healthy J.K. Dobbins. Um, and the playoffs is the playoffs. The Ravens turn up in the playoffs. But if I'm going to not be biased and use my mind instead of my heart, I'm picking the Bengals to beat us this weekend. That's not an upset because I said all upsets, but in my, in my heart, I'm picking <laughs> They're picked. <laughs> yeah. In my heart, I'm picking the Ravens. Hello, this is Jordan. You're listening to Not Another Sports Podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and on Twitter at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for your support and back to our show. Man. You was able to, you still able to say that other stuff we did, right? Yeah. What well, um, what was when did it cut off? Uh, basically when you was about to go. Wow. Okay. Well, I can just, okay. In the first <laughs> game, in the first game, I'm gonna go with the um, the Bills. One, I feel like they're just the better team, um, top to bottom. I feel like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are better than, well, I don't know. I can't necessarily say they're better than Stefan Diggs, but I would say that combination of those two is better than them. And, um, what is the Gabe Davis? In that yes. Um, they both better than him. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I feel like uh, 
it's going to be a shootout if Tua can play and finish the game. But I don't necessarily know if one or both of those things will happen. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, the second game, I'm going to go with the Giants. I haven't really watched much of either one of these teams. I watched the Vikings when they played the Eagles early in the season. Um, I don't remember watching the Giants. They played the Eagles Sunday. Well, I didn't watch. Well, I mean, I watched it, but that was really count. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember them playing the first time. Um, that would have been the only time I would have watched the Giants. Um, but I feel like those um, I feel like really that's going to come down to like Kevin said they really just bleeding and depend on uh, Justin Jefferson the whole game and if you can take him out of the game you can really get to them um, like last week they who was it? the Bears they took Dalvin Cook out early in the game um, and it kind of rattled their offense even before they took the starters out if they took the starters out, I don't really know if they did or not. But, um, and, um, it's Kirk Cousins in a nine one o'clock playoff game. So, you know, he's got himself. Um, in the last game, who's the Giants coach again? Brian Dayball. Roll Tide. Um, the last game is the, um, what was it? Uh, who's the last game, Kevin? Which one? The last Sunday game. Um, it was being. It wasn't a. Oh, it, yeah, the Bengals and the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really see this game being close. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, Kevin. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I don't. One, if Lamar plays, I'm not even convinced that he's going to play. Um, but if he plays, I don't really see him being that effective in changing the game, unfortunately. Because um, I do want them to win. I would much rather the Ravens win than the Bengals win. Um, <clears throat> but I don't see that happening. So, my pick is the Bengals. Yeah. And to wrap up Wild Card Weekend, we got Monday night the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I don't really count Sunday's performance for the Bucs, but they have been looking mid all year. But this is also the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs, so you never know what you're going to get with them. Um, I feel like Dallas can win this game, but also I mean, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. So who knows? Um, this is gonna be another picking game for me, but I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with uh, Tampa Bay just because uh, it's Brady. Pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys are due to sell. They lost a couple of games that they shouldn't have lost this year. Um, they didn't look good in the games that they won down the stretch. Dak has thrown the pick in either nine or seven straight games, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't really see them being 
if the, even if they do win this game, I don't see them getting past the second round. So, um, yeah, I I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Get ready for it. Is Mike McCarthy the um, head coach of the future all year? All season? And is that Prescott good type stuff? Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers as well. Uh, the Dallas just has been slumping lately. And Dak out there looking crazy. Dak out there looking crazy. Not not all on him. Solely, I say he's more on the coaching staff who got two running backs. That's uh, one is over a thousand yards. One had nine hundred yards and like twelve touchdowns. Y'all don't want to run the ball. Y'all come out throwing the ball and just in throwing the ball. I don't think that's going to work in the playoffs. They could sneak by the Buccaneers. If they win this game, I would not be surprised whatsoever because the Buccaneers have been horrible this year. And I don't as in this question about Mike Mike Evans' health going into the game. So I'ma say the Buccaneers because they just been there before and I don't think Tom Brady is gonna go out like that. But like Jordan said, if the Cowboys win this game, them beating the Eagles team or beating Hell, even facing the Giants next round is going to be tough. Before we move on, we got to get our <clears throat> pre-playoffs Super Bowl picks in. I'm going Bills Eagles. Um, unfortunately, I'm I'm just going to have to go Chiefs Eagles. Um, as much as I would prefer to see the Bills make it, they've just been too up and down for me to pick them. Um, and I, when it comes down to it, I'm just going to have to trust Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. Um, sorry. I, but I feel like the Eagles' defense is really, really good. And I feel like at some point, he's going to have to turn back into a rookie. Maybe that's the week. Maybe it isn't. But that's what that's my mindset oh I'm going with San Francisco and Cincinnati and if not Cincinnati San Francisco and Kansas City but since I can pick one I'm going to go Cincinnati versus San Francisco in the Super Bowl yeah as much as I don't like Cincinnati um, I don't it's not necessarily not like in Cincinnati. I just don't like Joe Burrow for um, no reason of his own. He's a really good quarterback. I just don't like the narrative around him. Mm-hmm. Again, no reason of his own. But it is Joe like Burr. Um, I but, think it's more he went to LSU. <laughs> not necessarily that. It's not necessarily that. I don't I don't hate him. Um, he always had talent in Jordan's mind. He has he has the Patrick Mahomes type thing I had against Patrick. Right, right. There you go. There it is. He has, I, I dislike Patrick. I mean, I I dislike Joe Burrow for the exact same reasons why Kevin dislikes Patrick Mahomes. But I will give Patrick Mahomes credit. He's proven this year that he can win without talent. Even though he still has um, Travis Kelsey, I feel like he's not. It's not like he's a receiver. He's at the end of the day, he's still a tight end. So he does like he's a lot. getting the job done without a true elite number one receiver. So 
This is Juju is number one. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, well, Joe Burrow has got it done with T. Higgins. I mean, we think he's number one number one receiver, but everybody just is 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 meat riding Jamar Chase like he's just the cream of the crop. So he's been out for a good ch- portion of the season and Joe Burrow showed you he can keep the ship going with not the arguably top three receiver in the league. Yeah. Um but yeah, as much as I don't like them, I can see them making it back to the Super Bowl. Um as much as I feel like their run to the Super Bowl last year was more luck than skill. Um I can see the improvements in their team. Not necessarily on the offensive line, but the um maturity of the team overall. Um and the defense is a little bit better. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it. Also, obviously, wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs made it. Um, the Bills, like I said, would be my pick if they were a little bit more consistent in the regular season. But they never really showed that they were the team to beat. Um, they showed flashes, um, but not really that. Oh, I just want to go out and stick my neck out on the limb to pick them. Shout out to Cincinnati. They got an indoor practice. Yeah. Where's the Super Bowl that this Glendale. Glendale, Arizona. Even though, before we um, move on to Giants and BS, I want to get get my um, my beef with Glendale, Arizona in the college football playoff. I don't understand why Georgia and Ohio State had the, the 8 o'clock game when the Falcons had a 1 o'clock game the next day. And the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl was in Arizona. Guess who the Falcons played at one o'clock the next day? The, the uh, Cardinals. I don't understand. Whoever whoever decided to do the time for the playoffs, y'all need to see me. But anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna move on to Junior to be at the time of this recording. The Bears have the number one pick. Um, do I think it's genius or BS? I think they should trade out of. I don't think what the Bears' problem is is going to be fixed by through the draft. You know what I'm saying? They they need a complete overhaul of their whole franchise. They suck. Um, <laughs> they got they basically got Justin Fields out there running for his life. You want to know how they lost to the Atlanta Falcons this year? Um, I watched that game. They basically got him out there running for his life, and he he basically they had the same problem that Alabama had this year. They basically depending on him to do him and that's how they won games and you see how that worked out um yeah so i think they should trade out of it how do y'all feel about the bears having the number one pick right now um how do you lose the number one pick to the texans yeah so the texas piped up the end of the year yeah man they're trying to keep give um get lovey smith his job but apparently didn't work um yeah, I'm going to go with BS. Um, I feel like they should trade it as well. Um, as the Bears, quote-unquote, fan of the podcast, I feel like they need more. I've, I mean, I've watched enough Bears games to know that they need more than just um, one player. And I'm more than sure that they're not going to take a quarterback. So, taking... <laughs> uh, 
Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or whoever else at the number one pick when you could trade back to like four or five with the Colts or whoever knowing the Colts they're probably going to that's smarter than just taking one player um, especially if you're moving down to a spot where you can still get if not your plan A you can get your plan B or C um, I mean I feel like after the Texans the Colts um, maybe the Falcons take a quarterback it's not really you're still going to have top tier defensive players offensive linemen you can get a quality receiver um, I probably wouldn't go receiver right there but if you have multiple picks you can still do that um, or you can trade up some of those picks to get another uh, position like the Jets did last year um, so I mean it's possible I feel like if they're smart about how they do it, it could really work out for them. Um, I think it's BS as well. I think they should trade the pick. Uh, I'm not trade out of the top five. I do believe that they should draft Will Anderson, but the teams that's in competition for them with the number one pick, they actually do need quarterbacks or they actually need something else. So I don't think like they're in. Um, they're in position to feel like Will Anderson uh, wouldn't be there when their time comes at the fourth pick or the fifth pick. But I do feel like they should trade back and gather a lot more picks so that they can add Will Anderson and go out and get offensive lineman help for um, Justin Fields. You got to protect him and you got to get some pressure on the defense. They have DBs. They have they have a solid defense. But if you put somebody like Will Anderson on the on the um, on the outside linebacker position, I feel like it can really solidify them on that end. Then you go get some offensive linemen and protect him. The um, Mooney is a good receiver. He just got to stay healthy. Um, I feel like if you can later on in the draft, four, fifth, six, seven rounds, that's when you start really pushing, pushing for the receivers. Get as many as you can. Act, bring it to that room and see what you got. But if you can protect. If you can protect Justin Fields and you can get a defense and you can add a couple more pieces to that defense, um, I think Justin Fields' talent alone will make up for if it is a lack of um, depth at the receiver position because now he has protection on the O-line. He has two um, RB1s with Justin um, with Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery. And Mooney, like I said, is a, is a soft receiver if he's healthy. Um, he hasn't played since like week eight, week 10 week 9 something like that he only had like 500 receiving yards and nobody else on the team came close to that that's a problem but I feel like if you can you know protect him a little bit more Justin Fields can probably make some of the talent around him better we haven't get, they haven't gave him the chance to do that yes sir <clears throat> um uh, the Texans fired Lovey Smith. I think it's BS. I think it's crazy how much money the um, NFL is spending on coaches and GMs and 
executive that don't even work for that team no more. Just look at the Matt Rule situation. They are basically hiring these people to fire them. Like, what was the point of hiring Lovey Smith? Y'all knew, like, it, it takes more than um, one season to have a complete overhaul. So why are y'all firing these people knowing that they're probably going to be sorry this year? And, oh, well, we, we can fire them and just pay them off. That's stupid, but um, it is what it is. It was kind of the same thing with um, with uh, old boy in Denver. Um, nope. Yes, Russ got a lot of smoke this year, and he did look trash. But can we talk about how it takes more than one season for a team to actually be good? But I don't know. I guess when you pay somebody before they play the snap, you expect them to be good that season and go to the Super Bowl. And we're one. Uh, quarterback away. That's you. That's never how it works. But I don't know. The NFL is dumb. The media has made it seem like you're supposed to go from being trash to to winning the Super Bowl in one year. A lot plays into that, but whatever. Um, I think it's BS. I don't. I don't really know what the point in. Hiring Lovey Smith was if you were just gonna fire him one year in. Um, I don't, I don't really understand why they fired David Cullen. Um, if that was your play, uh, but you know, I don't run a team. I don't pay anybody uh, checks. Um, just a, a fan, hoping my fantasy football team wins. But. <laughs> I will say that in the Nathaniel Hackett situation, that's what the Broncos get. That's what you get for hiring a coach, trying to lure in somebody who you still have to trade for instead of just hiring the best coach for the team. Those are facts. Mm. With the Texans, I just feel the Texans is a horrible run organization. It's a... it gives off racist vibes organization done fired two black coaches in back-to-back years without giving them the chance to actually um, prove themselves or get um get situated did the same thing to romeo Cannell a few years back deshaun watson you can say whatever you want about him but he the words he spoke about the organization is seeming to be true um it's just and this is saying this is the same owner who said we can't let the inmates run the asylum or something like that so this is an organization that if I'm colored, I'll be skeptical to be a part of. Um, I'm just calling it how I see it. Uh, Lovely Smith, I think the reason he was fired is because the Texans got mad that he um, lost the number one pick. At, towards the end of the season, they wanted the tank. You could see that they wanted the tank. But Lovely Smith is not that type of dude. And I, and I seen when it, I seen from the past four or five weeks because I've been watching. I'm like, dang, the Texans is actually giving these teams a run for their money. Like all the games have been close to in the season, and you can see like towards the end of the season, they probably was catching on to Lovely Smith message. They was buying in, they was playing hard, and it was showing. And he he wanted to go out on the dub, but the organization didn't, so they fired him because I guess in their mind he cost them not right though and if I'm black like I said or if I'm colored I'd be skeptical to be a part of their organization boy I remember watching them play the 
Cowboys. I've never been so disappointed in a football team than I was in the Texans that day. <laughs> Ain't no way they should have lost that game. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our penalty kick segment. Mr. Patrick Mahomes um, is favored to win the MVP at the moment. Well, I guess now, since it's, it's a regular season award, I don't know, bro. It's a perfect attendance award. I'm pretty much going to say everything that Jordan's going to say. So, I mean, the Eagles basically proved that Jalen is not a system quarterback, bro. You see what happened when he got hurt. That's what the MVP, most valuable player. Let's just call it the perfect attendance award there. Let's just do that. Why don't y'all name it after somebody so y'all can give it to whoever y'all want to. <laughs> you don't have to call it the most valuable player no more. That's the MVP. That's what the NBA did. So, hey, man. It is what it is, bro. <laughs> it's crazy how now that we grown, we get we see how all this is run. Like as kids, nobody thinks about all this. But now that we've grown and we see the the BS that come with the with these sports things, it's kinda hard to have a favorite thing. <laughs> but it is what it is. That's why I like college football. Well time. Um while this opinion may shock some people, um the, the person who really should get the MVP isn't even going to get talked about. Um, I feel like Saquon, obviously it's BS, Patrick Mahomes should win. But um, Saquon should win the MVP, clearly. If we're talking about the most valuable... Talk about it. Um, it's, it's not... Um, a coincidence that Saquon has only been healthy I think two years and they've made the playoffs those two years so um, <laughs> I feel like he clearly brings value to the um, Giants they um, <clears throat> he can keep the ball out of Daniel Jones hands so he won't mess it up which he would do um, and I feel like they um, run through him. And then I would say second is Jalen Hurts. They were 14-1 and one with him as the starting quarterback. Um, they, he led in a lot of uh, categories. I don't have the stat sheet in front of me. But um, it was really, it was really impressive how much he changed his game this year with A.J. Brown contributing to that success. It wasn't just him, but... And Devontae. Yes. If you watch him throw the football, though, there's never any, like, bad misses, bro. Right. I've I've watched... I won't say... I'm not skipped when it comes to LeBron, but I've watched more Jalen NFL games than I've watched any other quarterback in these these past two and what four games that he started two years and four games that he started um so i've seen the the um what's it called i've seen the maturation of his game and you can go back on my facebook um, history and you can see i've called him out for missing wide open throws easy catchable passes and we talked last year at the end of the season. If Jalen, yes, they should have. They played well. They made the playoffs. I said if Jalen keeps playing like this, he's going, he's going to lose his job. 
he's gonna get replaced. So it's not like Jay and he just got this all of a sudden new receiver. But let's not just act like Jalen is the exact same quarterback and he just got this new receiver. No, he's definitely improved this season. So uh, I feel like he deserves MVP votes. I know he's not going to win it because, as previously stated, it's a perfect attendance award. He missed two games. Patrick Mahomes played all 17, so he's going to get the award. That should have it go. Um, um, and I kind of agree with you, Jordan, but I got Saquon in my top five. I didn't expect you to say you um would give the MVP to Saquon because I definitely have him in my top five. Uh, but honestly, I feel um the people to me who deserves a lot of MVP consideration is Justin Jefferson and Sauce Gardner. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely not gonna get no defense award. Oh no, that's not gonna happen. That's definitely. Not I it, I know it's a QB award, but if 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 you um, tuned into the Jets' uh, growth this year, the change in them, the reason they had a fight in the playoffs is it was big. A huge impact was due to Sauce Gardner, and I feel like he deserves like some of that MVP consideration. He's a rookie too. He's a he's a rookie, and he went crazy this year. I can't even I can't even deny that. Like I know, I remember. I I was paying attention after you walked out of Lambo with GM. My thing is, (laughs) can we talk about how hard it is to be a number one corner in the NFL nowadays? Because literally everything is man. One shout out to uh, Darius Butler, and two, literally. I'd say a good 40% of plays, they just throwing the ball up looking for a pass in the game. That's uh-huh. true. And he's straight locking locking folks down, like uh-huh. Stefan Diggs and all. So uh-huh. I I definitely feel, and Justin Jefferson included, the person I chose to be MVP. So I, I, I definitely feel like those two people, because of what Sauce Gardner meant for the Jets, turn around what he did defensively and how he did it. I definitely think he deserved that consideration. Justin Jefferson, I talked about Tyreek almost hitting 2,000 with 1,700. I think Justin Jefferson hit 1,900. And they have 11, they have 11, 12 wins, mostly due to him. Now, I know they got Dalvin Cook, they added Hawkinson, and they got a nice defense. But Justin Jefferson is the best player on that team. But if we're going to talk about realistically who will be the MVP, I'm going to say it's BS on Patrick Mahomes and go with Jalen Hurts. I'm not the one to say that Gardner Minshew proved that um, Jalen Hurts is the MVP or you need Jalen Hurts for that that Eagles team to go. No, I just feel like the coaching, like the Eagles' downfall for the past two, three years, they don't get the ball to Miles Sanders. You, This man got over 1,000 yards, over 10 touchdowns, and yet – when Jalen Hurts is not in the game, you're turning Garnell Minshew into throwing the ball 30, 40 times. Like, when you have a Pro Bowl 1,000-yard rusher. And I'm not just mad about my fantasy, but it just shows about... the It shows the realistics of the game that you're not running the ball. Like, you put Garnell Minshew in a messed-up situation. 
he can use his legs. He can do RPOs. He's not Jalen Hurts with it. But you didn't even set him up to succeed. The past few games, you thought he was Peyton Manning and thought you were just going to sling the ball everywhere. So I won't say that's the reason Jalen Hurts should win MVP. I'm going to say the reason he should win MVP is the fact that they're the best team in the NFL. They've been the best team in the NFL. He is the driving force of it. His numbers speak for it. And they're owing to it without him. I don't know, man. If we just gave um, Patrick, not Patrick, if we gave Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP simply off the fact that he doesn't throw interceptions, then I feel like Jalen Hurts should get it off that alone. I mean, well, Jay, but Aaron Rodgers never threw interceptions, though. Huh? This year. Yeah. I feel like Gardner Minshew found a way to give those games away. But meanwhile, Jalen proved that you know, maybe you guys were right. Maybe well, just one, not throwing picks is a skill. Well, one is a QB1 and one is a QB2. And again, when you put in the ball in the QB2 hands to throw the ball so many times when you got a thousand yard rusher and you're not running the ball, that's not on Minshew. Hey, man. Welcome to the NFL. But uh, we got to get some quick basketball in here before we get out of here. Um, uh, Luca had a, a historic triple double, having the first um, 60 point, 20 rebound triple double. He had 60 point, 21 rebounds and 10 um, assists against the Kings. I think it was the 28th or something like that. But shout out to Luca. Um, the new LeBron. At this point, you can't deny that he's going to be hooping. So. You can hate all you want to, but stats is stats. Millions is millions. He played like LeBron if he didn't have athleticism. Hey man, that that be the thing. That's why folks hate him because he ain't athletic. But I mean, he stats and stats, bro. He gonna get pick number one if y'all um if y'all playing pickup. <laughs> no, uh, it depends on who you got on the on the lineup. Hey man, if it's just if Luca pull up to the park and nobody knows who Luca is after like game three when some when his team lose, they're gonna be like. I got bro right here. <laughs> he gonna put up points. It is what it is. He ain't gotta be the flashiest. Shout out to Luca, man. He ain't gonna win the championship though. <laughs> Nowhere near it. Hey man, I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a 99 point triple double as we was recording this episode. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Y'all know how I feel about my boy Luca. That boy did. <laughs> Clearly, that man, man Luca is different. <laughs> I've been saying this since his rookie year. Um, I said, yeah. Even though Trey Young, I feel like he deserves. You know that there's that word. You know people love that word. He deserves MVP. I mean, uh, rookie of the year because he was playing better down the stretch. And he had a better overall season. I said I could see Luca being a better player, um, but you know, that boy Luca, he's different. I feel like if he gets the right amount of talent around him, and he learns to pass the ball more, I feel like he's gonna be in a different. Like they're actually gonna make a deeper run. I know they made it to the Western Conference Finals, but they get it back with him. 
Nah. He get a Zach Levine type player, huh? He get a Zach Levine type player. He don't need no megastar. He just needs somebody who can really handle their own, a true all star. You pair him up with somebody, a true all star, give him a decent bed. Yes. That's- what if if they can find the player that Christian Wood was supposed to be? Or Chris that's supposed supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll find it, but I don't I don't know if they can do it during free agency. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe they have to find the right person in the draft. Yeah, they're good for that. And then should have um, kept Brunson. You would have kept Brunson, they would have been straight. And then this man KD is out for um, about a month. I don't really matter in the NBA. They're going to be where they're going to be at in the playoffs anyway. They probably, they're not going to win a championship this year anyway. We're going with the Celtics. Anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, this would be the time that Kyrie could go off and everybody could forget that whole debacle that happened or whatever. But that's probably not going to happen. Kyrie has proven that he's not a team, the, the leader of a team. So, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. They're basically just waiting for KD to come back. Y'all know how the NBA works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kyrie. That man Kyrie got in trouble because everybody was mad at Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah, I feel like uh, <coughs> I'm not even upset. Um, it's not like I was planning on going to the Nets game. Came here mostly for this reason, mostly for this reason. <laughs> um, but I've it's, it's more so that they were finally playing well. Um, they had gotten up to, I believe, the second seed. I know they were the three seed last time I checked. Um, and then Katie gets hurt, so you know, perfect attendance and not and whatnot. He's definitely not gonna win MVP now. Um, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, hopefully, they don't fall all the way down like they did last year and get in the play in tournament. Um, shout out to KD. He was hooping at an MVP level. Um, well, he made Jason Tatum, well, if he's back before All-Star break, but he probably made Jason Tatum life a lot easier. Now he can get into that starting spot because if he's not playing, then that obviously Jason Tatum must start by default. But the Nets was playing really well. They made their way up to the top three. I think they number one in the East right now, number two, if I'm not mistaken. But I think at this moment, Ben Simmons has been playing well. Kyrie has been playing well. They can manage to stay above 500 while KD's out. And it didn't look too significant. I just think they gave KD a month because he's extra fragile. So, you know, yeah, the segment I've been waiting for. Um, you know, it's the last time I'm talking about Dion and Jackson. Uh, the whole him leaving uh, Jackson State thing. I think it is what it is as far as that. Like people, like like the narrative has been set. Um, He's shown the 
the what you call it the groundwork so this is what you got to do i think jackson state gonna be back um, they're gonna win the the swag at least the east again anyway um if if they win the famu game it's really all that matters there ain't nobody really in the swag east um southern no yeah southern but as they shown this year southern was trash um yeah, if they beat FAMU, that's really going to be the uh, the game that determines it or not. My whole thing with, because um, as you can see, uh, Dion can recruit. Whether or not they going to get rid of all those penalties, that was the thing this year. That's really the reason they lost the, um, they, was all, they, they literally were just a better team than they, when they lined up on the field every game. Man, that colonizer dropped the ball in. Bruh, game. I can't believe it, bro. Anyway. That was a horrible call in the beginning. That y'all. was literally the, the problem. They had. If you go back and watch their games, they still were having um, double-digit penalties. They were just better than the teams they were playing. You know what I'm saying? So, when you line up, when you, you score 50 points on the, the second-best team in the in, – really in the, the conference – Y'all just in the same division. Um, that really, really just proved it. Um, they were heads and shoulders against everybody else they played. So it's going to be interesting. You're not just going to line up. Uh, you're not just going to walk on the field at Colorado and be better than the USC's, the Utah's, the Oregon's. They've all, they got years of recruiting ahead of you. So this year, like I said, it's going to take it's going to take them a couple years to get um, to get to be competitive. But I think in probably year two or three, they're probably going to be fighting for um, the Pac-12 championship. Pac-12 not just great. As you see, uh, every year, somebody comes out of nowhere. This year, Washington, uh, they beat Oregon. Uh, Utah beat um, USC and then got smacked in the, the uh, whatever bowl game they played in. And USC lost their bowl game. Tulane. Shout out to Tulane, man. Their um, Twitter page painted their fingernails green. Because, um, uh, what's that boy name? Caleb Williams. I, yeah, him. Caleb Williams. Hey, man, that boy, he's a wild boy. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to Utah for winning the uh, Pac-12 championship, though. But with all that being said, um, I'm, of course, I'm going to still watch uh, Jackson State and D.I. Love. But uh, I'll be watching uh, Utah, too. It's not like... I've I've gotten over the whole uh, Dion leaving thing. But it is what it is. Um, shout out to Jackson State, too. Hopefully, um, they continue... They, they're going to continue to sell out games. They were selling out games before Dion got there. They're going to sell out games when he leaves. It ain't nothing else in Jackson. So, I mean, all the black people literally go to watch Jackson State. It's been like, it's the same thing with any HBC. It just got more media coverage now. Well, we've we been going. So, I mean, it, it ain't no different. But we've been seeing this. We know um, the Magic City Classic gonna always have the number one um, attendance for black college football because they played in the biggest stadium. But, We'll be, of course, we'll be at the um, celebration ball again uh, next year. Y'all trying to go to A and M homecoming this year? It ain't nothing but like three hours from here. <laughs> we went to uh, Alabama State the homecoming last year. 
Morehouse and um, Clark and Atlanta homecoming really be boring. And in words on nine and not in words though. Uh, yeah. But shout out to HBCU football. This year was really lit. We went to a couple this year. And, and at this point, I'm, we we have a um, there's a saying that uh, Mercedes Benz says that the celebration ball this year was probably the best game at, that we've seen live at the stadium going back to the national championship Georgia and um, Alabama when we won the overtime. It's been some good games at Mercedes Benz. Shout out to Mercedes Benz. But yeah, how y'all feel about Dion and the whole Colorado thing? And yeah. Shout out to Shiloh, too. He the only 21 we recognize. 21, can you do something for me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely recognize that savage guy. Um, but um, shout out to Dion. Um, went and got the bag. I'm not sure they got the money yet, but <laughs> they, they go get it. That we go get it <laughs> um, but I don't know I feel like a lot of people were mad at Dion for the wrong reasons they felt like he lied I don't feel like he lied I feel like he made it very clear Florida State didn't hire me so I'm gonna go to this HBCU and build my name um, and when he was asked about it he said if a bigger school offers me, I'm obviously going to look at it. I don't know why people thought, well, he said he's going to look at it, but that don't mean he's going to take it. Like, I mean, why does he say he's going to look at it if he's going to take it? That doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The amount of Jackson State games I watch is one, and that's the one that I went to. Um, <laughs> not one of those people I'm the resident Jackson State fan right <laughs> I'm not one of those people that's gonna watch a football team for a coach um, no disrespect to Deion love what he did for Jackson State love everything he did I'm just not gonna I have made it perfectly clear I am if it's not Alabama <laughs> I don't care about college football <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that goes for everybody. I love Dion. I I will want him to come to Alabama, mostly for the recruiting, not necessarily for the the in game adjustments, because as Brandon has stated, they get a lot of penalties, Bruh. <laughs> bro. But I do know that Dion with the Alabama brand just sells itself. So I'm if we got to get a. Uh, get back coach type coach for penalties then that's what we got to do um, but that's ridiculous the number of penalties there. yeah <laughs> i feel like i'm probably still not gonna watch any colorado games unless like make it to a pac-12 championship type thing because their thing their games are on friday so those are doable but um other than that i mean i really feel like I will say that he did keep the ball rolling like I predicted that it would happen. Ed Reed got a job. So now it's on him to keep Shout out to Ed Reed. Shout out to T.C. Taylor. Right. Not Dion's job to be there 60 years and try to build up every single program one by one. I think, 
I think what it was when he said um, he wanted to level the playing field. I think people were thinking like, uh, you know how back in the day, um, literally the the only places people that the best um, black players could go was HBCUs. Yeah, I'm not they, I think he, I don't think he necessarily made it seem like that. I think people took it that way. Right. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's extremely unrealistic. He did, but why he didn't? He did leave the program much better than what it was when he got there. They got a whole new practice facility. They just finished um, the whole the athletic facility. I don't necessarily think they need a new stadium. People are talking about. Um, that's the way they're gonna keep Dion is if they get a new stadium. They just need to do upgrades to the stadium. The game day locker room is trash. The, um, but the stadium itself seats, I wanna say 60,000 at capacity. So they literally had, before Dion was there, they had number one attendance in FDS. They gonna have, they had number one F, uh, attendance while Dion was there and they gonna continue to. Cause like I said, there's nothing else to do in Jackson, Mississippi. You got, the other, the big school, the the D one schools, but they at least um, two to three hours away. So it's it's literally nothing else to do in the capital of uh, Mississippi. And as you see, they had problems with their water and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I understand the uh, getting out of college. I mean, out of Mississippi, but to go to Colorado, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 my thing was gonna be. Um, I wonder how hard it's gonna get like kids from like Florida and. The southeast to come out there and play in the snow because it, it probably starts snowing in what october then so but we'll see we'll see we had these same questions when Dion first went to uh jackson state and that spring season they lost four games so yeah i don't know i feel like that was really my only thing like when you when i first got the notification my initial reaction Colorado, ew. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, once you get past that, mostly about what the team looks like on the field. So if they can get it done, see what you got. Yeah, shout out to Travis Hunter, bro. I told, bro, I've been telling, I was telling folks the whole year that he was really that deal. Man. He literally kept them in that celebration mode because it was him or <laughs> but As you see on the last play of the game, who did they go to? They had multiple number one receivers. Shout out to uh, Kevin, whatever number number three was. I forgot his name. We weren't talking about it right now. I know. But anyway, he going to Louisville. They didn't go to the colonizer. Kevin Coleman. Kevin Coleman, yeah. We, nah, I'm talking about the last play of overtime. I mean, the last play of, the, of uh, regulation. The one he caught in the end zone. And if you go to the Not Another Sports Podcast Instagram, you know why I can do the same. <laughs> um, shout out to Dion. Uh, you don't go to a place to stay there for forever. And if that happens, that happens. If a Bobby Bowden moment type thing happens to happen, it happens. But he accomplished more at Jackson State in those three years than anyone else has ever accomplished. That's okay. So at that point, what else was there else for him to do? Actually win the championship? Other than that, if that was the case, he'll be gone next year instead of this year. So. I think he, he built up that program. He changed the facilities. He brought life back into HBCUs. 
now you got more people more than ever before wearing hbcu shirts and they gear and and, and proudly boasting their schools you're seeing them getting on espn and stuff like that now i think he done way more in three years than a lot of coaches do in 10 15 years whether it's at an fbs school or fcs school so i think we the people of jackson should be more appreciative of that and be more grateful but it's the problem with our culture we don't we lack being grateful and understanding things we just selfish and want things to be our way and people not mad at the fact that Dion is is elevating himself putting himself in a better opportunity to and grow his legacy his children's legacy they're just mad that they left he left their favorite school he mad that they left their school all the folks somebody if you haven't been to hbcu you can't feel this pain like well i went to hbcu and i understand why he left because we don't have no money why yeah. he done or it's going to the wrong places like there was absolutely no reason uh since we talking about how hbcu money works our president literally got fired stealing money and just went to another school and did the same thing bought our football coach with him and everything now still we don't have a football game crazy um <laughs> if it makes you feel better i think the same thing happened to kennesaw state's um, person hey man what did you say president president yeah this man literally was stealing money from the football team and okay. told us we you know like you know how teams have like you can wear different pants with a certain jersey no that man said we can only wear gold pants at home and the blue jersey even though the all blue is so much harder anyway uh, he wants i hate i hate how they make it seem like it's about tradition but don't nobody come to our game it's li- literally one team that people come to and that's when we play miles because they like 45 minutes hey man hbc all the bs that go on behind the scenes at hbc Plot, and that's not going to be beneficial for Dion if he want to elevate and be exactly. the type of person. There's a reason why they only guarantee him one million over four years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he took some of that money to build the Walmart in that area and stuff like that. Exactly. And Walmart <laughs> turned around and sponsored the whole um, them getting in, uh, getting the prep. Like they Walmart built the practice facility basically. But like Jordan was saying, that, that brand gonna sell. Dion's brand with the Alabama um brand is it, it sells recruiting in and of itself. And he won everything there. So the next step is the is the win in the D D the FBS D one level. Exactly. Like you were saying elevating his kids, yes, yes, um Shador was the, the player of the year two years in a row, but when it's time to get drafted, he's going into his junior year. So he's probably gonna have to play two years at Colorado. So um, the question, if, if he would have stayed at JSU, the question would have been, can he do it at the bigger level against bigger competition? And that's really where the difference between FCS and FBS is uh, the offense and defensive line. That's where it's the game is won. Like you can, that's where the most talent is basically. That's the the biggest talent differentiator. Um, I think that uh, if Shador shows he can he can ball out at um, Colorado, there's no reason why he shouldn't be a top five quarterback when the time comes to go. True, he might have been picked for next season. Shout well, out to Shiloh too. 
while I don't disagree that that would have happened, we've clearly seen that that's not. Uh, oh yeah, they traded up for Trey Lance over the person that you know was number supposed to go number two the whole season. <laughs> you know, I think. Where's I would. But then, uh, then again, then again, what's the name was winning championships though. The 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 best Jackson State would have been able to do was they didn't. They decided they didn't want to go to the playoffs because you don't get money for the playoffs. Yeah, he need more. That's why last night he was like, "We need to get here. We need to get here." He and shout like, out to uh, Shalom, the girl, the Dion youngest daughter. She gonna hoop at Colorado too. Oh, she transferred over there too. Yeah, sir. they went up there this weekend. If they first shout out the um, damn, what's the name? Uh, the, the youngest, the, the the oldest son's YouTube page, Well Off Media. Are you talking about they have everything behind the scenes? If you if you watch their YouTube, you can tell that they literally elevated everything about Jackson State. They when they went on the road, they would fly the games. They would stay in five star hotels. The same thing you're doing at Division One level. You know what I'm saying? Eating, get it's basically they they take Jackson State and made it a D1 school while Dion was there. So you gotta continue the legacy. But, um before we do our last segment, we gotta talk about the whole skipping Shannon thing. Basically, it started with um they were talking about Tom Brady. And you know how Skip be getting in his feelings, and he was losing the argument, and he started a personal attack on Shannon. He basically said that Shannon don't like Tom Brady because he played ten more years in the NFL, and that's the reason why he, Tom Brady, is forty-five years old and still playing at a high level, and Shannon is mad because he had to retire at thirty-five. But there are so many problems with that, like. First of all, Shannon played a position where you're getting hit every single time, literally every time. And they've changed rules to extend Tom Brady's career. And I feel like Shannon has never came across as a dude that don't like Tom Brady for same reason. I feel like Shannon has always held, he's a Hall of Famer. Like he's always held his career in a high regard. He won two Super Bowls. He played with the, the best quarterback at his time. Um, he won three. I mean, Shannon literally is a Hall of Famer. He's held his career in the, like he did. I mean, now that Travis Kelsey and um, Greg Kittle are in the conversation, well, and Rob Gronkowski are in the conversation, but when he retired, he was looked at as the best tight end of all time. So I mean, I don't feel like Shannon has anything else to prove as far as his career goes, and I just feel like Skip be making some wild takes. I feel like he. He falls too far in the character and forget that he's a real person. Sometimes, like, bruh, I understand it's TV and death what sells, but Skip do be having some wild takes. Like, when he gonna live or die by it? Yes, he has. So, so most of the time, he has the stats to back up what he, the argument he's trying to make. But this man is wild, bro. <laughs> that whole that whole take was wild. <laughs> yeah. That's where it started, but this isn't even the latest. Yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, you know, Skip being Skip. I felt like it was overblown. 
I feel like a lot of people who don't watch Undisputed just react to clips. But that's a lot of different things. The internet. Right. Like, a lot of people don't watch a full show. They just react to clips. Um, but they get into those type of debates all the time. Um, it wasn't any different than any other show. I feel like if the odd couple was on TV and not just on the radio, you would get a lot of those type of clips as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it is what it is. Like, he said something off the wall, Shannon reacted, and they went on about the show. Uh, <clears throat> I agree. I do think it was kind of overblown. I agree with both of you, honestly. I do agree with you, Brandon, that I think Skip falls into character a little bit too much, and once he gets going, he gets going, and he's stubborn, so he's not going to back out of it. I don't think he actually means that, you know, Shannon Sharp hates uh, Tom Brady, and he's really that jealous. I think he was just being petty because he was losing the argument, and like Jordan said, if you watch Undisputed, that's kind of their relationship. I you know, it, it's pretty funny, but I think at that point in time, it kind of pissed Shannon off. Like, sometimes Shannon laugh and joke with him and they'd be shrugging it off, but that seemed to make him mad, and Skip at first was kind of, if you watch it again, you could see that Skip was playing the role, but he kind of seen that it was really affecting Shannon. When Shannon took his glasses off, he was like, put your... Like he was about to glasses back on. He was about to tell him put his effing glasses back on. Like at that, I think at that moment he realized that Shannon was upset about it, and it kind of like changed the energy. But I don't think it's something. Everybody talking about this is the end of Undisputed and it's the beef. I think this is just how they are. Is this skip crossed the line? Yeah. But like I feel like when you're doing sports shows or debates with somebody you actually actually like that stuff happens more than when you just doing it as a business or a person you don't like like if you ever watch not another sports podcast the odd couple's brilliant it, um a lot of these podcasts is where you know the gang really likes each other and they're brothers they're friends on another besides the show you see that happen a lot because it does get personal with the brothers and the gang and stuff like that not necessarily trying to have beef but you know, we throw jabs at each other to, you know, if we lose an argument or to be petty. But they have they happen to just be on a national television televised show. And at that very moment, it just seemed to make Shannon mad. So it looks wrong and every and then, you know, people love to hate Skip. So they took that opportunity to attack him and say he wrong and he crossed the boundaries. Shannon Sharp is a top five tight end all time. In my opinion, top three. Um one of the greatest t- tight ends all time, Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champion, a former Raven, a former Super Bowl winner with the Ravens. So I got nothing but, and he's a LeBron lover. I got no love. I got all, nothing but love for Shannon Sharp. So I, we know Shannon. I mean, Skip knows that you know Shannon's that dude when it comes to football. He was just trying to be petty to win the argument. That's all it was. And before we get out of here, the last thing with Skip and Shannon is the little situation they had with um, Skip tweeting after DeMar Hamlin things. My opinion on it, bro, if you don't like somebody, you don't like somebody. You don't have to attack the person because you don't like what they said. 
a lot of this stuff was a lot of this backlash skip guy it wasn't about what he said it was about who said it people don't like skip they don't they waited for any reason to take to say skip needs to be canceled skip needs to be fired that man did his job if you read what he said he stated that the game was important it needs to be played but how do you play it when it seems so very in a like very little very small in the situations that's going on he acknowledged that the game was important and that it needs to continue his job but he also acknowledged that it's something bigger going on and which is why that game has been postponed so for people to come attack skip and try to make it seem like he was he was distasteful or ain't nobody thinking about no game at that moment well somebody should because it's somebody's job and them folks is on that field getting paid millions and millions of dollars and i done seen two glitch up this season i done seen people almost lose their heads their legs their arms we done seen antonio brown almost get killed on that field so you cannot tell me oh nobody was just thinking about that game at that point somebody was because the game had to continue some way somehow but in that moment it didn't so Skip did his job. So if you don't like yeah. Skip, don't like yeah. it. But don't be doing all that weird stuff, attacking facts, bro. We want to know how we know Skip did his job. The next day, everybody saw the backlash that Skip got. So they didn't talk about it that Tuesday. But Wednesday, literally, all the sports shows was talking about how they go, what are they going to do? What's the NFL going to do? That was the day he and Rappaport. Why have the coin flip? Why, why is there an alternate site? Literally, Literally, that was the day that Ian Rappaport came on Pat Magazine, and that's how I figured out what, what the the plan was. But it really depends on um, how the playoffs play out. But they said Atlanta is the place that might get the um, the the AFC Championship, but I doubt it. I doubt it. They're probably they're, from what they were saying, they want to do outdoors. So if if the Bills and the the Bengals end up in the AFC. I mean, not the Bills and the Bengals. Bills and the Chiefs. If they end up in the AFC Championship, they're trying to do a um, neutral side. We'll see. Yeah, I I agree with Kevin. I feel like one people don't really read the whole tweet. They mm. kind of just skim the important parts. So they didn't. They weren't really reading to understand. They were reading to react. Um, and I feel like even with what Skip was saying. I don't think he was saying that it needed to be rescheduled. I think he was saying um, knowing the NFL, they're going to do whatever they can to try to reschedule it. And I don't feel like that's whatever happens with that is important right now. And most people really just read one person's suite. They don't just go they don't go to their timeline to see that nine times out of ten there's this tweet is a response to another tweet I just tweeted you're just seeing the last tweet so uh, I feel like most people were just reacting to that instead of knowing the whole story but I will say one thing my mom has always told me is your reputation precedes so Skip being who he is he doesn't really get the benefit of the doubt by a lot of people. They just assume that he's being skipped when he isn't. So, and then I tweeted that or posted on Instagram. 
screenshot of the picture or the tweet. I said, reading is, will reading will be, is, and always will be. Wait, reading is, was, is, and will always be essential. Bro, I don't even think it's that, bro. I just think, honestly, it's people interpreting that to what they want to interpret it because they don't like that dude, bro. You can clearly read that and see what he meant. If somebody else would have said that, they would have, they wouldn't have went as crazy as they did. That's a fact. Um, I picked, yeah, pick the ending. I picked the ending question for this week is, what is something... What is or something? What is or are something things that you are leaving in Hey man, you wrote it. That's why you read it. <laughs> but the answer to that question is: It could be one thing or multiple things. What are you leaving in twenty twenty two? Bill O'Brien being the offensive coordinator for Alabama. Um, trying to convince people that my opinion is the best opinion. One, I don't really care anymore. Like, you just don't believe what you don't believe. And two, my opinion isn't always the right opinion. It's, a, it's right in my perspective, but it might not be right in your perspective. I don't really care enough to try to convince people anymore. <laughs> uh, I got three things I'm leaving in 2022. Um, the first one is, is, the first two is not sports related, but I'm leaving anger and, um, anger in the past like not just 2022 but my entire like anything that's negative anger and negative energy i'm leaving in the past um in the past year this year i want to be more happy with life be more um energetic with life be more uh at peace with myself and not have to walk on edge and feel depressed for the whole year and have to hide it i want to actually be happy from January to December and then on and 10 days in it's working and um, with my sports part uh, I want to leave having hope that all my teams including the Ravens the Heat, the Yankees, the Gators is going to be good I'm leaving all of that hope in 2022 I'm tired of being let down by every single group of teams so I'm a root for my teams all the way through. I'ma still go crazy for the Gators. I'ma still go crazy for the Yanks and the Ravens and the Gators. I mean, in the Heat. But I ain't, I ain't celebrating nothing, bro. Until we win something. That man think he made something. I got another one. Full <laughs> shooting. We leaving that in 2022. I just read a tweet from 54 minutes ago from the Ages. They're the they're the YT people that. And apparently not. The Atlanta Public Schools agreed in August to spend $2.6 million on the eball technology scanner. The same technology that visitors must pass through at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Shout out to us. And Lenox Square Mall. They also got to pass through that um, at Greg Memorial Hospital. Man, what? Go back to putting hands on people. I know that ain't the right way to say that. Bro, we didn't have these problems. Like you don't have to worry about your school getting shot up. Yes, we did have the active shooter drill, but we never really had to go through this situation. But now that we've grown, we got kids and nieces and nephews and got kids in school nowadays. Like, I literally think about it. I might not have my own kids, but I got kids I love like they're my own, you know what I'm saying? So, I got uh, brothers and moms and 
all them that teach at school. You know what I'm saying? Like, all this kind of stuff goes through my mind all the time. So it's like, bro, if we gotta say go back to the fighting, whatever, put them guns down, bro. Because once you pull the trigger, it, it, it literally can change. It's gonna change your life and somebody else's life. As a victim of gun violence or whatever they say, I don't look at my sister as a victim, but you know. Yeah. And and with and with that, with you adding that, Brandon, I want to say to anybody, anybody out there dealing with mental health, don't, you don't have to. It's we all know about mental health now. It's too much. It's too many resources out here. There's too many people out here. There's too many things you can do to, to ease that pain, to to vent that pain, to find um, ways to get over that pain you're dealing with. Stop using your mental health as in the reason, as excuses and reasons to crash out. We all got problems. We all got issues. We all suffer. The Bible says you got to suffer in order to see your blessings. I might have misquoted that, but Jordan Brandon might get y'all right on the actual quote. But the Bible does say that you have to suffer. We all going to have to suffer in order to, to, to see benefits in this life. So just get help if you need help. That's all. I give you another one. I give you another one. The uh, old people say, "Ain't nobody told me the road was gonna be easy." It's hard out here, man. Talk to somebody. I'm gonna give you the same one they do for people when they on drugs. The help is there if you want it. If you if you don't reach out for the help at that point, you literally don't want it because somebody is gonna help you. There's too many resources out here. You got a cell phone in your hand right now as you listen to this. Clearly. If you want the help, it's there for you. You gotta want the help. Nice. Right. With that being said, though, this has been another episode of your favorite podcast. Not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And make sure you follow me on all those social media sites at Rob Bear. And this is Kev. Oh. I'll just say yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Kevo. Yes, sir. And this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11, Instagram underscore this guy 11. Follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram at not another sports podcast on Twitter in underscore a underscore s underscore podcast. Alright guys, this is the day as of we recording is January 10th. This is our first episode of the new year. Uh happy new year guys. Welcome to 2023. Um we just gonna keep going, we're gonna keep pushing. It's been five, six years of this, and we're just gonna keep it rolling. And uh we just appreciate all y'all support and thank God for the blessings and brotherhood. And with all of that being said, y'all know the vibes, new music coming soon. So y'all continue to wash your hands out there. Yes, sir. Love los manos. Black lives matter. Always. <laughs> Don't fall for the agendas being pushed out here. Never. Not a single one of them. Stop it. Ever. And y'all know the biggest vibe. Go Gators. Roll time. Frankies. Time.